Hey, welcome to the Intentional Living Center today. Dr. Randy, your friend. Got some other friends here too. Jennifer is a friend. And uh, Stephen, Gino, I don't know. Is he a friend? Okay, there you go. He's our Facebook guy here. And uh, welcome to our Facebook friends around the, the country and around the world. And to our radio listeners, our podcast listeners as well. As uh, we focus on this thing we call Intentional Living, which is very simply helping you, myself and others, every day to, to um, try to experience life the way God intended for it. And here's the question you ask. If you're facing a challenge in your life, maybe your marriage isn't going well, or your finances, or you're just feeling stuck, here's the question. Am I really experiencing life the way God intended? Am I living my life the way God intended? That we're here to help you think that through, maybe change some patterns of habits and things you're doing, and maybe make a, an all-powerful decision to uh, give your life to Christ. Maybe that's what really needs to get started in your life. To say, I'm done with myself. I need him. I need something other than myself. Uh, we're here for you. You can leave your stories or comments on our storyline today at 888 Let's go to Andrea in uh, Michigan. Hi there. Hi, Andrea. How you doing? I'm okay, thanks. I'm just a little confused. wondered if you had some clarity for me. Sure. What's uh what's your question or confusion today? Well, I'm a big fan of the five love languages. I actually read it when I was very young, before I was even married. Mm-hmm. And I just I feel like I might be at an impasse because my spouse knows that my language is words and his happens to be physical touch. And it appears like he withdraws and begins to not talk when he's upset. And then I mirror that and I begin to not want to touch and be touched. So it feels like a, a constant struggle between us. And I wondered if you might speak to that and yeah. maybe help me understand. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you, you're listening to, in the Detroit area, You, how long have you been listening, Andrea, to uh, 93.1? Um, it's a couple months of solid listening because I used to um, listen to another station and it was a lot of politics and things that I didn't care for and I, I switched very easily to 93.1 because it's very um, edifying and it never talks about politics and it always talks about the word of God and gives uplifting music so it was a happy easy switch for me. That's good. Well I'm glad you've done that. You know i Here's the way we look at it. If if uh, politics could make everybody healthy, happy, and wise and go to heaven, then we talk about that too. But we know that yep. our hope is in Christ. And uh, ultimately, I, I teach the three-foot rule. I only have control over about three feet from myself. What I say, yeah. what I do, my attitude, and, and do I accept Christ into my life and how I choose to live intentionally or not in Him. And so that's... Uh, I agree with you. You're you're very smart, and I'm glad you glad you tuned in. Now, love languages. Have you talked to your husband about this? Yes. <laughs> Big sigh. Yes. And and nothing happens. Yeah. Um. Today, the reason I called today is he said, "Well, I'm going to do my best and articulate myself. I really don't want to talk right now, so I'm talking." And that was in a text. So I thought that was progress. 
All right. So did he do that uh, sarcastically? Is he upset or is he just trying? No, I, I feel trying like to he really wanted me to know that he didn't have the words and he really wanted to not talk. But because I have begged him so many times, he went ahead and talked. All right. So what, what did you do in response to that text? Well, I'm heading to meet up with him now, and I just maybe even just wondered if there was something I could do to be better for our meetup, because I thought meeting up physically with him right now would be good, because he speaks in physical touch. All right. So I didn't, you know, a hug or something. Now, does he ever, has he ever said things to you like, oh, or give you the impression you're just too much for me in terms of wanting to talk and, and communicate and it makes him upset just knowing that the expectation he can't meet it, no matter what he does, it's not going to be enough? No, he just uh, says that sometimes he can't process the way I do and he doesn't have the words for me and that's why he goes silent. Does he do better in text and writing than he does with spoken yes. word? Yes. Well, you you know, listen, we, in our marriages, we have to understand the fact we're all different. And if your husband's good at communicating in written words, I would say to him, listen, if you have, find yourself wanting to go think about it before you say something, then you can text your wife. Now, she'd prefer to have words verbal, but if, if you can text some things, write some things to her that's on your heart, what you're... But she needs to know what's going on in your life. And I think you could tell him that. Say, hey, I appreciate the text, the fact that you tried. That means a lot to me. And I know it's difficult for you. Be understanding of that. And if it's better for you to send me a note or text or write a note, that you know, that's a start. I appreciate it. But anything you can do and whatever you do to communicate with me and allow me to communicate with you, uh, again, that's remember, that's not his love language. It's yours. And so words are, you're good at words. And that's why I ask. Sometimes those of us who are better at words can overpower people who are not as good at words. And learning the fact that we can use our words sometimes not in, in building a relationship, but damaging a relationship. Does that make sense? In other words, your spouse is better in different ways of communicating with you, Andrea, and maybe allowing him to do that would be a good starting point. Yes. Yes, very much so. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him know I was happy that he articulated himself in text, and I'm gonna give him a big hug, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. All right, and let me uh, let me do that. You said you live in Metro Detroit, obviously, right? Yes. Okay, I'll tell you what. If you're if you're available and interested, you guys are just a prime candidate to come and sit in our our date night experience because we're gonna talk about these things about our expectations in marriage. We're going to talk about reality when we face reality. We're going to talk about our hijacked emotions, how our emotions can get hijacked in our marriage, and then how to develop love habits that can break this pattern that can create disruption in marriage. And we're going to do it in a fun, entertaining evening in Auburn Hills, up there north of uh, Metro Detroit a little bit on I-75. So hang on. We'll let you talk to Stephen. If you're available that night, um, I'll have them put them in will call, a couple tickets for you and for your husband. All right. Um, appreciate your call. Let's, uh, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. 
Intentional living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. Intentional love. It's the key to opening up intimacy and closeness in your life and marriage. What's the process to build an intentional marriage? The reality is there should be a great big sign across our foreheads on the day we get married that says, Assembly Required. Join Dr. Randy Carlson for laughter and inspiration at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. It's good to get some updated advice and information to help us with our marriage. To grow closer in our relationship and just come away with some ideas and some techniques that we can use. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center. Now through Valentine's Day, get 25% off general admission when you use code word FLASH25 at checkout. That's code word FLASH25, all one word. Get your discounted tickets now at theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And I do it quickly. Listen, East Lansing uh, Conference on Mon- on the 1st, uh, Friday night, sold out several days ago. Auburn Hills, we're going to be there the 2nd. You just heard that. And they got this Brian, who's ahead of all of this, our, our guru of events. He said, hey, we're going to do a... A, what do you call it? What do they call it? Snap, snap sale or something like that? Flash sale. Flash. Flash sale. I love that technology stuff. Anyway, now through Valentine's. So what a gift for Valentine's. Say, honey, we're going to Intentional Love Marriage Day Night. See Dr. Randy. Have fun night. What do you think? Hey, that'll be fun. Listen, March 2nd, Auburn Hills, <laughs> Saturday night. Love to have you be there. Uh, where do you get tickets? Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. All the proceeds go to help us get in and get out, do the ministry. That's all it's what, what we do. We only charge so we can cover our costs to come because basically we want to, we just want to love on you, encourage you in your marriage and have a fun night. I think we all need that. So March 2nd, Auburn Hills in Michigan, theintentionallife.com. One of the things to talk about is the power of one thing. We get hundreds and hundreds Thousands of stories over the years of people who are saying, here's my one thing that I'm doing for my life. Here's another one from Michelle. My name is Michelle, and one thing we have done in 33 years, whenever we get upset with each other, we never, ever call each other a name. That's my advice for keeping a healthy marriage. Swift to listen, slow to speak. Wise counsel from Michelle. Do that one thing, might change your marriage. All right, let's go. We got questions coming in. Here's another one uh, that's on the line for a question. Go right ahead. Hey, sir. Uh, my name is Rondo. I'm here in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I'm a veteran of 25 years. And just recently, I was diagnosed with this disease called PLS. And then I had a phone interview today with a doctor, a speech therapist. And apparently, I did some things that they are concerned about where, you know, that I need x-rays done in my throat and stuff like that. And and, you know, I rebuke this because I don't believe it, it, it. it's really happening to me. But then again, you know, I'm a little terrified. And I asked God to help me with this. And uh, this disease could turn into ALS if possible, and I hope it doesn't. But, you know, the person I love very much, this lady named Melissa, was with me when I got diagnosis. And, uh, you know, today with the speech therapist, trying to have me make some sounds and all. apparently they weren't done right so now it's like a concern for me so you know I'm just asking for a prayer request and 
I, I have faith that, you know, I might overcome this, but it's just a little scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you, Randall. Listen, uh, we, we want to get that prayer request out to our listeners, so people all around the country and maybe around the world who are listening to either podcast or radio. I'll uh, pray for Randall in New Mexico. I think we've all had moments where fear can grip our hearts. Things are going along, life seems to be sort of normal, and then all of a sudden, boom, a diagnosis, crisis, an accident. These things can happen. They do. We live in a fallen world, sinful world, and uh, we got finite time here, about 27,000 days on the planet. So we know every day is a gift. And so we're going to ask people to pray for you, Randall, today. Okay? Faith and fear. A couple thoughts, though, uh, for you. You know, the Bible tells us that we're to take captive every thought out of obedience to Christ. And so be careful. I say this to myself because I can easily fall into the fear trap or worry trap we got to take control of our thoughts because we got to focus on the truth. The truth is we don't know what the diagnosis is yet, and we don't know what that means. Uh, we caught this. We got someone treating it. Those are truths. Um, I got a good doctor. Sounds like you got some treatment plan going ahead. That's positive. Um, I'm going to trust God to see what happens day by day. I'm going to take this one day at a time. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, 8, whatever is right, true, admirable, praiseworthy of good report, think on such things. So take captive of your thoughts. Number two, whenever we get into these waiting times, that's what you're in, you're in a waiting time. Boy, no one loves to wait. You don't have to wait in a doctor's office waiting, but when you're waiting for some sort of answer to something serious in your life, it can be very disruptive. And so I encourage people, here's an intentional thing, keep your routines. Stay busy. Do the things you normally do. Get up when you get up. Go to bed when you go to bed. Uh, do the activities. I know this is running in the back of your, your head constantly. I get it. But keeping your routines. And then stay within your Christian support community. Those who are praying for you. Those who are encouraging you. Those that will walk with you. And, and please don't do one thing that so many of us do is start to Google everything. Do you all do that? You know, you got an ache or a pain and you start putting in your symptoms and pretty soon you've got uh, typhus. You know, I think, well, where'd that come from? You know, and so uh, be careful Googling things. And uh, <laughs> I chuckle because I tend to do that. My wife says, stop that. All right. Uh, so, Randall, we're, we're going to be praying for you. In fact, let me do that right now. Lord, I do pray for you to bless and uh, be with Randall today that you would Walk along with him, encourage him. He's your, he's your son. He loves you. And uh, you, your word tells us you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I pray those three things will become a part of Randall's life experience today. And uh, we'll thank you for it. Amen. Never know day to day, do we? Diagnosis, the phone call. All right. Hey, this, this is an interesting question. Marcia left this question for me on the comment line. Uh, this dear lady has a heart to pray for people. And she's really asking the question, when's enough enough when it comes to prayer? Usually it's the other way around, but this is one saying, when is enough enough? Take a listen. I'll give you my two cents before we go to break. Take a listen. Hello, Dr. Randy. My name is Marcia. I know that God loves to hear us pray. He loves to hear us express ourselves to him. And I want to be more intentional in prayer, but my question is about praying for others. 
we have so many prayer requests that we could be on our knees all day long. And I just wanted to know how you pray for others. Like, you know, somebody has a cold, so that's not a real serious thing. You pray for them. Do you keep praying for them until they're well? Or somebody that has is dying, has a sickness and is dying, you keep praying for them over and over. That's a more serious thing. I just don't know how often to pray for the same thing over and over. If you could give me some advice about that, I'd appreciate it. Mm. i tell you what, Marsha, I want to be on your prayer list. Right? Um, I'd love to be on the prayer list with someone who says, I don't know when I'm going to stop praying for Randy because he needs it, right? And uh, But seriously, the, the, the book of James, chapter 5, James says that the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The Bible tells us that we should be in a constant state of prayer, doesn't it? In our petition. And so prayer is such an important part of the Christian walk that frankly, probably far too many of us ever experience on an ongoing basis. So the fact that it's a part of your life is really a, a powerful thing. Uh, now, on the practical level, remember, even when Jesus was here, he prayed, but he he had time out too. Uh, he 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 had a limit. He didn't he didn't pray for everybody on the planet by name. He didn't reach everybody on the planet when he was here. Um. He knew what his own lim- human limitations were, even though he was all God and all man. And so I would encourage you, Marsha, first of all, to give yourself a break uh, being a prayer warrior like that. And maybe set a time. Maybe you're going to say, hey, I'm going to sit down and intentionally spend this time in prayer, whatever time that is every day. Keep a journal. I think that's powerful. Who I'm praying for and then answered prayer, right? What you pray for and then as the answers come, And then after that time, when it's up, you close that journal and you say, Lord, I pray for all the rest as well, that you'll bless them that I didn't get to today. And as you're walking through your day and they come to your mind, you just breathe a prayer and keep going. Um, I think God will give you the clarity of when to take them off. Stephen, I I see you waving over there. You're either saying hi to me or you want to contribute to this uh, discussion. I have two examples that I'd like to share. The first is what I call grace prayers. And we all say, or I would think most of us would say some sort of grace prayer, and it's usually about, you know, thanks for this and that and the other thing. But when it's a real urgent need, and there are two people I've been praying for, and I'll mention their names, even though not many people know who I'm talking about. I pray for Christine, and I pray for Olivia in my grace prayers. So I thank God for the food. I thank God for whatever. But then I pray, in this case, at this point, I pray for Christine and Olivia. What's a grace prayer? You know, thank you. It's a, you say it, what you say at uh, oh, your oh, meals. I gr- oh, I see. All right. Yeah, what you say at your meals. Gotcha. So, so I'm adding... <laughs> I'm adding a new aspect to, no. to a meal prayer. So you added you add that in as part of your yeah. grace prayer. Yeah, and then the other one was uh, you you know about my friend Joel. You know he died a couple years back, but I prayed every day for him for several seven years every day, and uh, um, I never gave up. Yeah, and whenever and whenever I asked my father. Uh, whenever I prayed to my father, I said, "Now, Lord, you know that when I'm asking for healing, that He'll be healed here <laughs> on yeah. this side of the grave." God chose to do otherwise, but it was a cancer that should have taken him out at 36 months, and he lasted for another 36 months. 
yeah. and it gave him some good time with his kids, and um, and he was able to go home. Mm. But it was every day for seven seven years. I never gave up. Well, that's your heart, Stephen. This is Stephen is is our pastor heart pastor here on the staff. He has a heart for people and and for you all as listeners. Prays for you a lot. So thank you, Stephen. It reminds me that we have a prayer wall at the ministry. You can come to our website and find the prayer wall, and you're going to have thousands of people praying for you. I should mention that more often. You got to remind me. We got a the prayer wall. Just come to theintentionallife.com. And uh, find the prayer wall, and uh, thousands of people will be praying for you. All right, let me take a break. We'll be right back. I've got some interesting calls coming up here. Don't go away. You know, maybe we talk about our primary love language. Let's say our primary love language is acts of service, and we don't feel that from our spouse we're not feeling that the acts of service are something they're giving to us how how can we in our own life be mature enough to understand that another person may not speak my language may not understand it may not be mature enough or for whatever reason and not be offended by but accept whatever they're doing as a as an act of um, their love language to us does that make sense i think it does I think when, when they're not speaking your love language, the natural thing is to feel hurt, feel empty, and to be and to accuse them or criticize them. Uh, but if they know the concept and still don't respond to you, you, if you realize there are five different ways and they are speaking one of those languages, so I'm going to give them credit for it. I remember I was speaking in Angola prison Every man in there was in there for life. And I said, I want to try to explain to you why you either felt love growing up or you did not feel love. And I shared the love language in that context. At the Q&A time, a young man stood up. I judged him to be about 30. He said, I want to thank you for coming because for the first time in my life, I finally understand my mother loved me. He said, you gave those languages and I knew physical touch was my language. My mother never hugged me. The only hug I ever remember getting from my mother was the day I left for prison. He said, but you gave those other languages. And I realized my mother spoke acts of service. She she was a single mom. She had two jobs. She kept food on the table. She washed her clothes. She, and he went on. And by this time he was crying. And he ended up sobbing. And he said, mama loves me. Mama loves me. Mama loves me. Wow. I cried when I got to that point. Uh, so yes, if we understand that, we can give them credit for what they're doing, even though it's not in our language, and it does give us that deep sense. They do love us. They're just expressing it in people. Dr. Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages, he wrote the book. Been out for a long time. Many of you have read it, heard about it. We even talked about it earlier. Uh, and I said to the team, I'd like to make that book available this month to those who are joining us in monthly support. And uh, that interview that I had with Gary, it, we went on and talked about several areas of how do you apply the love languages to disagreements in our marriage, dealing with money, dealing with parenting. And so it's a, a powerful addendum to the book. And we're going to upload that onto our exclusive site for our member club. 
uh, where all of our past teaching from Intentional Living, my content, my new lessons are going. It's brand new. See, what we've been doing, members, you know this, every month we send you an email with the lesson for the month. And so the other day we were talking and said, well, that's kind of silly. Why don't we, why don't we just put all of this into a, uh, a spot where our members can go and get everything on demand, all of the teaching for the last couple of years, plus the new things, plus things like this that we do. And so that was just started a couple of weeks ago. Our team worked really hard on that. And here's the deal. Um, we sent you all who are members the link to get there. And uh, if you didn't get it, let us know. If you did, please go ahead and sign up so you're, you're receiving that and you get to it. And those of you joining us right now, right now, we're going to make sure that uh, we send you the Love Languages book and the link for that, and you'll become a part of the monthly support family. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. I think we have time for one more here. Let's, um, let's go right ahead. What's your, what's your question? Hi, my name is Michael. I'm from Alaska. I'm like a 17-year-old. I'm sure you know, like, this world is, like, very, like, fallen. And the youth are, it's very misguided. A lot of cussing, a lot of bad things. I was wondering if you have any words of advice or encouragement. Because I'm continuing to try to, like, read my Bible and learn the ways of proper prayer and discipleship and evangelism. And, you know, fighting the spiritual fight to faith. I just wanted to get any advice in that area. Listen, Michael, you left that uh, question to me on our storyline. This is a young man who's listening to us in Alaska. And I just want to say to every person, if you're not plugged into a local Bible-believing, teaching church community, uh, you're missing out, Right. The radio's great, and we're glad to be here, and we're part of the community, and we love you, and we're going to stand with you and support you, but you need to be in that that connection, the fellowshipping with others, the coming together with others is powerful. Now, as a 17-year-old, let me tell you, the scripture says, guard your heart, because your heart is where this stuff gets started or where we can get in trouble. Our bad habits come from our heart, from our desires. That's why the scripture teaches us that we'll get the desires of our heart when we're in obedience and in compliance with God's intention for our life. And so it's important as a young man there in Alaska, Michael, continue to listen to the radio station, get plugged into a local Christian community where you can grow, stay in God's word. You're not going to be perfect. Issues come. You're going to have days that are good and days that aren't. Uh, but remember, it comes back to keeping your heart clear in terms of your desires and then acting on those desires in your life. All right, we're out of time today, it looks like. Thank you for joining us uh, in this special week, Valentine's Week, and a very special opportunity for our Michigan friends. Uh, Brian from our leadership team here said, hey, we're going to do a flash sale. That's what he called it, right? Flash sale uh, for our Metro Detroit Auburn Hills Intentional Love Marriage Date Night to encourage some of you to say, hey, this would be a great Valentine's gift, wouldn't it? To come to the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night in Auburn Hills, March 2nd, Saturday night. Uh, and we'd love to see you there. East Lansing, we wish we had space for those of you in mid-Michigan, but we're sold out. Come on over from across Michigan to be a part of this. Uh, again, Auburn Hills on the 2nd of March, Saturday night uh, for Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. 
Leave your stories, your questions, your comments. Love to hear from you. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Thanks to Stephen, Jennifer, and Gino, and to our Facebook friends as well. Have a great day. We'll see you again tomorrow.